0: Warning. The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times. But let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment, I'm Jason and I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our kids and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give
1: you a quick rundown of what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. So, Ed,
0: how you doing? Um, pretty good. Uh, We've got spring coming around, so that's... I know, right? It's been gorgeous. It is, it is, and, uh, you know, in preparation for today, I, I, uh... I walked out into my bedroom and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing okay in the outside world right now. But, but the inside world, it's, it's time for some spring cleaning to like, really uh, like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So. Home, home is getting overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, that I think after we do recording today, that's going to be one of my projects. And the to-dos. The to-dos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: When I got here today, I said that I was surprised you didn't have all your windows open. Right. And you were like, yeah, I, I had to clean first, right? <laughs> so, yeah, because it's a gorgeous day. It's windy. Yep. It's warm. The sun's out. It's it really is really beautiful. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: There's enough pollen to probably. <sighs> I don't know, cut the air? Right, right. I had a a thick, uh, not all that thick, but thick enough that I could see it. I've got a very thick layer on mine. Yeah, a layer on my car uh, yesterday when I... Yellow iridescence. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs to go get those special paint jobs, right? (laughs) Nature will do it for you. That's right. Um, No, the... So... I think a part of today too is, you know, walking out and realizing that is, is the depression is starting to lift. I'm starting to really feel pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there've been some really cool things that have been going on that I think have added to that. Not just the, not just the, um, the season change. So, um, I, 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 I did a new project I've never done before. I oh, know, really? Yeah. So I have a friend that I have known for like since high school for like for years and years and years and we were really close for a long time and then you know we had some issues and we've been on and off and whatnot and and we're really talking and trying to do this very consciously. Yeah. And uh, so, as one of the the get-togethers, um, I used to stop off at his house on a regular basis, and I kind of stopped doing that when things started, you know, um, just right. stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I've started showing up again, and and um, you know, he has a wife and kids, and, and uh, it's actually been it's been interesting because like I I felt like I was going to be really. Um, really nervous and anxious and so on yeah. and so forth. And the first time I kind of was, and then it's, it's now gotten to be a lot easier, yeah. you know, um, which is cool. Yeah. And I'm starting to feel more, um, more at home Yeah. there. Um, and that whole piece really like, that's something I've been working on with my therapist. Yeah. Because for years people have said to me, oh come on over anytime you know you don't need to call just show up blah 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 and for me that creates so much anxiety oh yeah <laughs> right yeah, you know yeah. no matter how well i know them no matter how close i've been to some people i'm like oh yeah but no that's you know i mean that's not okay you yeah know? um yeah, yeah so so it's been cool so nice uh, I, uh, I was over there and we, he's been doing stained glass. That's okay. It's like his new project. All right. And, um, so he's got a whole, whole work system down, down in his basement and whatnot. And, uh, so he asked if I wanted to come over and so I went over and I created my first ever stained glass piece. Is
1: that, is that what I'm looking at in the window here?
0: That is what you're looking at in the yeah, window. It nice. is. I thought it was, I thought it was a good goodwill find. It looks <laughs> professional. Oh, well thank you yeah um so that's my first ever and i i'm really excited about it because it's like an eternal sunrise yeah. it's just really pretty and... Uh,
1: yeah sunrise that's yeah. exactly what it looks like it's got blue on the bottom and then the sun in the middle and yeah sunny colors on top that's awesome
0: absolutely so this is that's the my first ever hopefully nice. last but the
1: stained glass artist
0: yeah <laughs> not sure i'm there yet but you know Yeah, it looks good though thank you thank you so yeah so that was our our last thing and you know it sounds
1: like it was it was good in two ways
0: yeah absolutely you know um and then you know i've been over a couple more times since and uh i was over the other night and um he was working on something in his you know he's working on on a a stained glass project project and uh Um, I ended up staying, I was going to leave and I ended up staying there for another like two or three hours talking to the kids and talking to his wife and, you know, who I've known also for quite some time. The family, yeah. Yeah, the family. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was just very cool, you know. Awesome. It was very nice, so. Awesome. That sounds like a really positive payoff for the work you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it. And, and I'm realizing throughout this entire process that, um you know, it's not, I always feel like I have to show up. Yeah. And I've gotten in touch with a feeling of wanting to be there, you know, yeah. wanting to spend time with this friend. Yeah, you know, not like some other friends that I have that I, I well, I still have that feeling of oh, I need to show up. I need to, I need to make my presence known for like, you know, every so often, so yeah. that we don't lose touch or whatever. Yeah, but uh, or to fulfill my end of the bargain, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your your check mark, my check mark, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, the what uh, would transactional, yeah transactional but no I, I really have enjoyed uh nice. the last couple of weeks and and it really has filled a part of my you know who i am yeah you know so
1: nice yeah absolutely What a
0: payoff yeah yeah and you got glass out of and it, and i got glass out of it it's yeah. beautiful yeah awesome so now it's just going over and you know we don't have to do anything we just hang out so that's cool too you know? <laughs> <laughs> so nice. how about you how are How are you doing this, this, this lovely springtime? I mean, like, I have been enjoying it.
1: You know, I've been doing a lot of biking. We went on a bike ride yesterday and there's this candy shop that's like a town over from us that we can bike to. So, that was the goal. Are they still in the shop? or? No, so no they... it's just the mobile. So, they, yeah. they completely
0: changed over to the mobile unit? Yeah,
1: yeah. They closed, I think, right in the beginning of coronavirus. Uh, okay. Which makes sense because the whole concept was to go in and individually choose the candy out of jars that you want. Right. So... You know, you've got everybody's brother and kid in there with their snotty hands. Yeah. You know, and you're supposed to use the utensils, but, you know, you got to touch the lid to get it off. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, their their business model did not work very well for coronavirus. So, they shut down right away, and they've opened up this mobile unit that's at the end of the street. It's kind of like a food truck kind of thing. So... We were we went there, and I felt so bad for the kids, because there's this big hill you come down right before you get to their place. It's right at the bottom of that hill. Uh huh. And as we were coming down the hill, they were closing the door.
0: <gasps> oh, no. So,
1: yeah. And yeah. so, like, that, that was the goal. I even tried to do, like, <clears throat> my sneaky thing, and, like, you know, oh, are you guys closed? Right? You know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh, poor. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll have to try another, you know. <laughs> right. Like, trying to guilt them into it, but... No. That didn't no, work. No, they were closed. They have good so, boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have very good boundaries. So, yeah, so the two kids were were pretty upset about that. Yeah. But at the same time, they were they were okay. And then we, we decided to just kind of walk around town a little bit. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple of boat launches areas on the river in that town. And we went to one of them. And we're just hanging out, doing our thing, you know, kind of looking around. We're not there for very long at all. Yep. And my wife looks over and she says, "Huh, that's a brown moth caterpillar or whatever. Oh, the brown
0: tail like, moth caterpillar. brown moth
1: caterpillar. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, <clears throat> that just looks like a tent caterpillar. That's not a big oh. deal. She's like, no, that's not... that. This is what it is. And so I'm like, okay, well and then i started looking around and they're everywhere yeah like we were on this dock thing and i i had only seen one on the railing but once i saw that one i started looking around and there were like hundreds of them Mm -hmm. they were all
0: over the place so that was kind of frightening (laughs) with um with the the mild winter that we had yeah they my mother got infested too um they came and sprayed uh wow. because the, it was it was horrible they're gonna have
1: to do something
0: because they were everywhere yeah yeah they were everywhere um
1: and you get this I, if you touch them i don't know if everybody knows this if you touch them you get this rash that's kind of like a like a poison ivy rash almost yeah um and it, you know your skin can get all bubbly and oh yeah, it's, it's really
0: nasty. My next door neighbor's uh, dog got into it last year. Yeah, and uh, and he was petting his dog and and he had it all so up his got, arm. It, yeah. yeah, one of the things uh, herbal knowledge. Um, if you if you end up with it uh, with the rash, yeah. uh, look up jewelweed. Yeah, or touch me not so that you can identify it's a fairly easy plant to identify and you just break the the stems it's they're very succulent and so you break the stems and take that juice yeah and you put it on it and uh i we tried it with him because i wasn't sure if it would work because it works for poison ivy yeah uh and it was his was cleared up within two hours completely cleared up within two oh my hours gosh. yeah so that's a that's a lifesaver for that
1: yeah um, i've heard that about um I think it's called Comfrey yep. or Humphrey. Comfrey, yeah. Comfrey. And what we use, because I I, I've never gotten it, thank God, because I think I might cut the appendage off if possible. <laughs> um, it's very uncomfortable. But my, my wife and my youngest got it last year, oh, and God. they used witch hazel, yep. and that, it went away within a couple of days. But yep. the witch hazel really took away from it so yeah yeah and that dry i
0: mean that'll dry your skin up too you know yeah oh yeah yeah
1: yeah i think that's how it gets rid of it and it dries it out yeah it's not a fun experience no no and it looks very painful so i was happy to avoid that (laughs) right good um (laughs) um yeah so i have you been
0: doing uh have you been
1: did did you ever meet with your med doctor
0: uh so yeah funny story um I had like the perfect storm and it, it was, it was absolutely hysterical. I had a meeting, uh, with my, um, for my company that I was supposed to go to. Yeah. And I got called the day before from my dentist. So I had to go into my dentist early that morning and that was going to overlap with the meeting, but the meeting ended up being, this is fun. Pushed back. Pushed back by a half an hour, which was perfect. So I could get to the meeting. But as I'm walking into the meeting, my med doctor called and I was like, oh shit, I'm going into a me-. So I had to reschedule that's uh... so uh sometime in the beginning of june i will actually be able to talk to them about the the adhd nice um and then the more that i have like looked into it you know the more that i'm seeing and whatnot i'm sitting there going oh my gosh you know you're connecting with it yeah really yeah yeah. like i'm I'm noticing little things you know um which is kind of cool because i'm also noticing ways to get through some of it behaviorally yeah so like um at work uh i have sometimes we'll have this procrastination problem or i will have what i like to call squirrel syndrome you know where i'm like i got so many different projects that i want to work on and i'm like just you know what do they call that um uh, not cognitive dysfunction it's uh oh i can't think of the word anyway it's it's where you can't figure out exactly where to start or how to start or or whatnot and um and, and I, I will go through that sometimes, sometimes even with a list. Yeah. But one of the things I came across and I I suggested to my coworker who also has some of this problem. I don't know if he has ADHD, but he definitely has some some issues with things. Uh, <laughs> with, with That's with, hilarious. Right. With, he definitely has some issues. <laughs> right. Well, it's, you know, procrastination issues, you yeah. know. Um, and so what we've started doing, we started doing this last week was to take one, whatever it was, whatever the the task was, figure out about how long it should take us, because these are all tasks we've done before. Yeah. So think about when we were really focused and, and how long it should take us and then set a timer. And then once we've set that timer, we try to beat that timer. And then what we do as a reward is whatever time is left on that timer, we can do whatever the heck we want. Oh yeah, yeah. So we we were we we worked on like syncing up, you know, like okay, well this one's going to take me about twenty minutes. Yeah, I got this one over here that'll take me twenty minutes. So then we you yeah. know do this, and then we could talk or whatever afterwards, and just kind of like go out for a cigarette, do whatever we wanted to do, and kind of yeah. just you know. And that I, I I swear this was probably one of the most productive weekends oh, I I've ever had. It was I bet f- and fun. I bet it gives you something to focus on. Yep. Yeah. 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 And it hits that dopamine set for me. And yeah. it just, it, and because yeah, you're beating something. Yeah. You're, against a clock. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's a great idea. So that was really cool. So. Where'd you get that from? Um, I just, I, I, I just thought of it. It you was, created it. I created it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
1: I know my, my <clears throat> wife has ADHD or ADD probably. Yeah. And, um, so, actually, just for educational purposes, there the ADHD is no longer ADHD and ADD. It's now ADHD inattentive type and ADHD hyperactive type. Oh, okay. So, that's how it's actually diagnosed now. So, okay. she has the inattentive type. You would have probably the inattentive type. Yeah. Um, which is the type that works better with medication. The hyperactivity part does not work typically better with medication yeah um but that inattentiveness does so um so yeah she has adhd she watches tiktok all the time and there's all these different like things that she learns from there and Mm. skills and
0: stuff like that so maybe you guys should do a tiktok video about it that could be because i mean i i also talk i mean i also talk tiktok i also watch tiktok and i have several creators that are you know that have actually been very informational for me right like uh so. this is how adhd works yeah you know, like this
1: is how you race with your adhd
0: or something yeah i don't know like that could be that could make a little tiktok absolutely <laughs> I... we'll have to talk her and i <laughs> yeah yeah
1: absolutely you and well you and your friend yeah you know you guys could like yeah videotape fast forward fast or something, forward like, right you know, absolutely time lapse video or something yes
0: hmm. i don't know i don't know
1: my my brain's going so yeah yeah i would try that yeah i would try that you can get a tiktok video become famous yeah, right next thing you know we'll be
0: calling you an influencer oh god no no i don't think so <laughs> i think this is the base of my influency right here you know right <laughs> jesus <laughs> That's actually funny because there was a time and, and that's actually some of the work that or that has come up through some of the work, you know. I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to have like an influential blog and not necessarily be an influencer, but, you know, like a, a blog that people go to or, you know, like TikTok yeah, an or influencer. YouTube. Yeah, well an well, they call it that now, but like I've wanted to do it before I wanted to be an influencer, before it was cool. Um, yeah. But you know that was always something that I wanted to to. Well, be you've known always for. wanted to be famous. I you know, but not too famous, right? Right, you know, because like I don't want to be like mobbed, yeah. but at the same time, I want yeah, people to yeah, know who yeah. I am, you know. Yeah. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, really fuck that shit. I I am very happy to do like this with you, you yeah. know, and and yeah. and that sort of thing, and that gets things out there for me, you know, and I'm okay with that.
1: So. Well, I I think just. Knowing you for the time that I have I think Letting go of The persona Let's go of the need To demonstrate it
0: Yeah, Yeah
1: You know what I mean Like if you don't Need to show people How good you are anymore Yeah Why would you need People to watch you Exactly Do you know what I mean Exactly So that I mean makes perfect sense to me Yeah Yeah So as you heal, you are finding yourself less interested in performing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Less, less interested in needing to go look at me, look at me. I'm okay. I'm a good person, you know, so on and so forth. That must be so relaxing. It is. And, and I'm just in the beginning stages of it. So like there's, there's still those pieces, but as I'm finding those pieces, um, as i'm seeing myself do them i'm like oh but i don't have to anymore you know okay so i have so I, it's that
1: initial awareness <clears throat> stage yeah so
0: it's if you're in the process of making a decision you're contemplative right now yeah yeah absolutely but the things that i have been able to let go of is i've let go of the idea of running a blog um and uh and a YouTube channel, you know, cause those were all things that I really wanted to do. And yeah. so I've let those, those go. And I'm like, you know what? They're using too much of my energy. They really are, you know, just the, the want to do them or the, you know, how to do them. And, and they're, they're creating a lot of, uh um, well, I would anxiety. guess that
1: you're struggling with how to do them authentically. Right, right, and that's that's a lot of that is that, and that that makes perfect sense to me. And I think as you as you get past this stage and get comfortable in your authenticity mm-hmm. instead of this role or this persona, I think. It will be easier to share your knowledge and probably more easily receptive, you know, yeah. or, or easily received. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. As 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 you become more authentic, your message will be able to be
0: shared in a way that will be able to be heard better. I think. Right, as opposed to preaching, right, and and being on that pulpit, being, right. like, hey, this works for me. This is something that I'm going through. You know,
1: yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then you know, you want to make a video about plants, you make a video about plants, right. you know what I mean. And it's not, you're not making a video about plants to become po- famous, right? Right, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I remember exactly. in the beginning of our podcast, we talked about that a lot, yeah. Because like, in the beginning, like episode one, you're talking about having to quit your job,
0: <laughs> like, so that you
1: can do this podcast, right? Like, and it, it's been interesting to watch you put put this in a different pocket, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean. To to not have that drive to make it something that's everybody's want. You know what I mean. Right. Yeah. To not have that drive. You've done this fairly, you know, really authentically. Yeah. And I think i wonder if in the beginning that discomfort if that's that's also part of what that was is trying to you know like we have we've talked about this and and in the beginning like you know when we would do our quick check-ins you would always come with you know this this thing like you had this thing right like you had to have this thing every week yep and Back then, Lori and I would rarely ever have a thing. Right. (laughs) And it was like back and forth, you know what I mean? But you were always on with that thing. Yeah. You know, and I think watching that shift as well has been really cool. Yeah. To see you be able to come and just say, hey, you know, I've had a great week. Yep. My house looks like shit, right? but it is sunny. I feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And just, that's that's you. And I think that that's way more relatable.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that I had said, so while we were making the stained glass, a friend of mine um, and I, when we were talking and I so i couldn't do it all in one like i had gotten you know I, I i finally got to cut the 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 glass and let me tell you that's a scary process because it's glass and it's brittle and it's fragile yeah and so like i'm gently after scoring it i'm gently <laughs> pressing the pliers and you don't you have to like really give it a good snap yeah and wow that uh, must have been scary that was like so you You're know like, the first... oh, i'm
1: gonna snap and it's gonna just shatter into right? pieces right
0: <laughs> So I you know I did all that I planned it out I drew it out and and then you you foil the edges it's like a foil type tape okay um and that helps it so that the the soldering stuff will stick to you know the the whole thing Is piece. it metal is that why it's foil I yeah okay. yeah all um right. so you do that. And so I, I got all of the tape done and I was cool. And, and he looks at me and goes, um, so are, are you good? Do you want to continue? Cause you're only about halfway done. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've just spent four hours on this piece. And in my mind I'm like, oh no, 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 because no, you know it was already pretty late at that point. Um so I went back, you know, a few yeah. days later and we finished the stage two. The stage two finished the project. Um I have a lot more respect for people who do that. But during one of our conversations I was like, you know what I realized? I was like, This is my garage band. This this when I was growing up, I always wanted to like have a garage band, you know, not something that was necessarily going to be big in Seattle or whatever, because that was right, like the right. You know, but just a way for you to enjoy, right? A project, you love. yeah, yeah. And uh, and so the podcast has really like I've connected with it as my garage band, which I awesome. think is really freaking cool. Awesome. So yeah,
1: awesome. What a, what a good way to look at it. It's no longer something that you're doing to get somewhere yeah something that you're enjoying yeah exactly yeah exactly nice well welcome to the podcast (laughs) right
0: So I've been delving into some very interesting stuff lately. Um, I have been delving into co-regulation and self-regulation, which has been an interesting an interesting topic that has actually very much uh, explained, the more I'm learning about it, has really explained some yeah. of my childhood. yeah. And young adulthood, so it came up. It started actually um, with TikTok, believe it or not. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> so uh, every once in a while, I get lost down the 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 TikTok rabbit hole, and um, I uh, came across these people who were doing this co-regulation piece. Yeah, and it started off with with couples that were were just staring into each other's eyes and and and. Um, just kind of being okay and seeing how that works and then i found a few people that that do these uh little videos where they're literally staring into the camera and so then you're supposed to keep eye contact with them and they're in a calm space and and whatnot and this one person specifically i have like cried at every single one of their of their videos or just about every single one of their videos so it, it definitely brings up a lot of um emotional peace but So co-regulation, basically how this works is uh, co-regulation has to precede self-regulation. And it is generally taught to us by our parents or people that we trust when we were very young. Zero to three is usually where that starts. And so when... um, when a baby cries or, uh, is having a large emotion, a tantrum of some sort, um, having a parent that is calm and loving and, um, you know, sympathetic is, is really important and teaches us how to, to regulate through watching them and feeling them. So being held, um, eye contact, skin contact is very, very important. And a lot of people, you know, for the longest time, it was all about self-soothing. Oh, well, they need to learn to self-soothe, so you leave them alone for a while. And that actually goes against everything that we are biologically um, programmed for. Yeah. <clears throat> so as... Trauma survivors and as people who, you know, go through abusive situations, we are oftentimes uh, neglected in that area because our parents never learned it. So therefore, we never learn it. Yeah. So as we're crying or throwing a temper tantrum as a child, they're also escalating, which is co-escalation and not co-regulation. Right. Right. Um, You know, which which is problematic because that just makes us feel more uncomfortable you know on that space so um obviously there's a lot that goes along with this um
1: there is are you are are you gonna go into like the polyvagal theory
0: yes i was just going to i was going to dip into that which is something that i actually um came across uh, a couple of days ago okay. so um the polyvagal theory basically is is we have our prefrontal cortex which does all of the f- right the fight or flight um and uh we have a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system and as part of the parasympathetic nervous system there are two vagus nerves and i cannot remember which one is which do you you want me to help you out a little? Yeah, bit? please do. Yeah, okay. if, if you're this familiar is, with this. Well
1: the vagus nerve is is so you had the vagus nerve is the nerve that runs the autonomic nervous system. Yeah that's what it is. Okay. Yes. So the autonomic nervous system has three branches. And I wrote the guy's name down so I, re- I would remember. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> I did not write the guy's name down because I was watching the video. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, let's see. Stephen Porges. There you go. the yep. one
0: that, that came up with
1: this. And the word vagal um, means to wander mm-hmm. in Latin. So, it, the vagus nerve goes from your brainstem... All the way down to your tailbone. Yep. Okay. So within the vagus nerve, there is, uh, it's, it's the route of the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system is made up of three parts, according to this, uh, Steven guy. So that would be the, um, parasympathetic, mm-hmm. the sympathetic and the dorsal. Yep. Okay. So the sympathetic system is what you think of, um, or no, the, the parasympathetic system is what you think of as a higher reasoning. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's different than your cognitive reasoning, right? but it's your, your ability to relate to others mm-hmm. and to feel how others relate to you. Okay, that's your parasympathetic nervous system. So that's where you're relating. That's where you're exploring the world, how it feels inside and outside. The sympathetic nervous system is, or the sympathetic part of that nervous system is the fight or flight that we talk about. Yep. Right? So the third one that we talk about, freeze, that's actually the dorsal nerve right so the way that this works is the parasympathetic does the inside and out the cognitive the relationship part the sympathetic keeps you safe run away fight action right the dorsal is submission so the dorsal just takes it yep the dorsal nerve runs your uh gut which is why they talk about like the dorsal being the intuition. Yes. Yeah. Because that's your gut. That's how your gut feels about things. The, you know, parasympathetic would be like the heart chakra, you know, the, the exploration of outside and inside. Um, and then your sympathetic system would be your root. You know, that would be the, the root shock, the survival. Yeah. The survival needs. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, those are the three nerves that we're working with when we, when we do this work. Yep. So all of that work is within co-regulation. Yes. But to have co-regulation, you need to be in that parasympathetic state. Yeah. So does that yep. kind
0: of Absolutely. frame it a little bit? It does frame it a little bit. So... <clears throat> uh, Along So along with that, those are the pieces that are developing when we're very, very young. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it's our precognitive... Yeah. ...brain. Right. So this is, I mean, this is all, um, like you said, the precognitive brain, this is all where we are starting to develop. And when they're not developed properly, we run into problems like... Um, like when I was a teenager, I obviously, I, I would be all over the place. I would yeah. explode regularly. Um, my sensory issues, uh, if things were too loud, or if I was in allergy season, everything was, was frustrating to me. Everything yeah. was aggravating to me. Um, and I was very overstimulated. Um, and I didn't know how to deal with that. And now looking back into all of this, I'm realizing, well... That was because I was never taught. I was never co-regulated with, so I was never taught to regulate right. these, these issues with myself. And eventually, I personally was able to get through a lot of them, but not necessarily in a healthy way. I would just shut down those systems. Right. And I think that that's, that's where a lot of us come to terms with, or you know, come, come, come to, you know, if we're trauma survivors. So I have a story that um I So
1: can we back up just real yeah, quick? Yeah, absolutely. So the in co-regulation like mm-hmm. in the context of what you're talking about, I just want to to give a, a visual, right? Yeah. They talk about um like stringed instruments, right? Yes. So co-regulation is the part of us that vibrates into the other person that we're interacting with, essentially, to come to a common place, right? If we talk about our intuition, that's a lot of where our intuition comes from, is that vibration, you know, coming into harmony. So they talk about, like, you would be on a harp. If you strung a chord on a harp with a harp right next to it, the same chord on the other harp would start to vibrate, whether you've touched it or not because of the vibration in the room. Right. So that's what we mean when we're talking about co-regulation is that ability to
0: harmonize with other people subconsciously. So we'll take that and we'll, I'll, let's look at that as a, as a, as a child. So as a child, you're crying and, um, because you're lonely, or you need to be changed, or you're hungry, or, you know, all of your physical needs are then met, we'll say, and you're still crying. Why? Because you have something going on that you can't obviously explain. This is the way that that babies communicate is through crying one of the ways. And so a healthy co-regulation at that moment would be to pick the child up, hold the child, coddle the child, speak soothingly yeah. and stay in that very calm space, which is very difficult sometimes for for those of us who who have these issues and 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 have regulation issues, staying in that calm space can be very um, problematic because we're being triggered at that point too. yeah but to be able to do that will then eventually teach this child how to, regulate because you're vibrating at that very soothing level right um and then they can also it's almost as if they're borrowing it from us truthfully is is what i've come to understand
1: yeah babies they need it
0: yeah they need to regulate actually
1: they um they did a study where they had uh parents who were to you know they're good self-aware parents yeah um, who regulate typically come in and they had to hang out with their baby mm-hmm. and they had to spend some of the time showing that feeling, so in other words um strumming the chord on the harp, yeah, and then they had to stop strumming the chord on the harp and in every single situation it caused distress for the child to not have that um feedback. Yeah. So it's not just that the child is distressed and needs that feedback, it's that if that feedback isn't present,
0: it causes distress as well. Oh, see I hadn't gotten to that part yet with yeah. with, with what I've been looking at and that also I mean, good Lord, at this point, you know, all all, all of the triggers and all of the sources of most of our trauma, you know, that is, I don't want to say passive trauma, but passive trauma, you know, developmental trauma comes, would would be coming from that at that point in time. Yeah. Wow. So, holy shit. I mean, I, I've, I've done all of the, I, I found a lot of things dealing with like the behavioral difficulties of yeah. children that are older, you know, yeah. um, setting the boundaries, stating what they're going to do, you know? So like if you're, if, if a child is, um, having a, a difficult time, you know, leaving the bathtub, we'll say, yeah. you know, stating, okay, well, I don't, the child says, I don't want to get out of the bathroom. Because I, the bathtub, because I don't want bath time to be over because I like bath time, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the stuff that I've been dealing with, you know, and, and being able to sit there and say, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop playing in the bathtub. Now we're going to get ready for bed. Well, I don't want to. Okay. And then being able to help them by validating yeah. where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it makes perfect sense because, you know, as a child, we don't actually have our autonomy at that point in time. So having and needing that validation as a whole that we exist and that we are okay and that we are safe is important. Um, And not having that would mean that as a child, we would never know when we were safe.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: It basically
1: yeah yeah and that oftentimes when people are in that sympathetic space for too long Mm -hmm. right if they get um so the way that that it typically breaks down is that say you have um an irritant right whatever that is a trigger of a memory or Or you're that baby that's not getting, you know, extra time in the bathtub or whatever. Yeah. So when you have an irritant, you initially use that parasympathetic system to try to regulate that, right? To try to to come to homeostasis. Yep. So that would be the baby's first response is to look at, you know, mom or dad and to get that feedback that works, right? Mm Mm-hmm. When they don't get that feedback, they go into the sympathetic nervous system and they get into that fight or flight places where they start to cry and they start to fuss and you know, they just, they aren't able to be settled easily. That kind of thing. The dorsal is that third space. So say you get into that fight or flight and you've been there 50 times and it still isn't working that sympathetic response is going to fade away right. and you're going to have a dorsal response. And once you get to that dorsal response, that's the apathy. Yep. That's the, um, you know, instead of anxious, I'm going to be depressed. Right, I'm not going to want to do anything. I'm not going to be self-actualizing. I'm not going to be motivating. I'm not going to be um, accomplishing things. I'm just going to be going through the motion yeah so when we have parents that live in that dorsal place that's what we're getting reflected back which doesn't work as far as the reflection until it gets to that parasympathetic space right so as a child growing up in an environment with People that are living in that dorsal, very basic survival, low motivation, depressed kind of place. We're never even getting the original feedback. Right. So that's where you get that baby that's, you know, eventually itself is despondent because it has cried so many times now that it doesn't work anymore. Right. So they give up and they stay in that dorsal space, which is different than how we've talked about this previously. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about fight, flight or freeze, but freeze is actually that it's its own place and it's the last place to be. So if you think about trauma in that context, oftentimes we have so many adults walking around in that dorsal state that they're not even able to get in their brain to a place of regulation, right? Because they're not trying to get past the dorsal
0: state anymore. Well, and they don't know. That was one of the things that I was watching a, a therapist, and um, which is where the polyvagal uh, theory came from for me. And they said, you know, that was one of the hardest parts about bringing people from that space that that free space that is become chronic in their life has been comes and bringing them back to that parasympathetic space so that they can work on it because no learning and no change can happen without that parasympathetic space being being activated yeah um which is why as adults we use
1: co-regulation right so Do you want to talk about how co-regulation
0: works within that space? So, yeah. um, Talking from a clinical standpoint and, and what she was talking about is first validation. You know, that's a big part of what's going on for a person. Make sure that everybody's safe and then validate. Yeah. You know, this is what you're experiencing. Because those of us, when we're in that reasoning space, don't necessarily know. You know, if you're working through something or with me, with the child... I would let them sit and experience what they were experiencing, knowing that I was fully right there, yeah, in a calm space, allowing them to be in that moment. Because a lot of times, when they're in that moment, they're in that fight or flight moment, and until you can get them again back into that parasympathetic system,
1: or, or they could be in that dorsal,
0: or they could be in that dorsal.
1: Because that's what you're 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 describing right now. You're describing the interventions for the dorsal state. Okay. So in the dorsal state, the interventions you want to have are nurturing. Right. Presence. Right. Zero expectation. Exactly. You're just there. Yeah. You're available. You're present. You're probably making eye contact. Yeah. But there's no. Um, there's no activity. Expectation. Right. There's no activity. You're just present with them. Yeah. Okay. So when you move to getting them into the sym- so that moves them into the sympathetic right so then when you get to the sympathetic that's where you're going to start offering your it's okay yeah we're fine we're we're okay in this room like that piece yes so in the sympathetic place you're now offering safety right that's where the safety comes in And that hopefully then gets them into the parasympathetic place. Right. Which is probably where you've seen most of the work that
0: you've seen. That is most of the work that I've seen, yes. So what
1: is that step?
0: So the parasympathetic space that I have seen is, uh, again, that acknowledgement space. Yeah. And then allowing there to be either a conversation. Yeah. uh, Or and again you you're you're bringing everything from before that to you know the eye contact the yeah. uh, the gentle talking and and getting to a space where we can be relaxed and open enough to share yeah um and a lot of times mm-hmm. that can be accomplished unfortunately it takes quite a while for a lot of people especially if we're used to being in those other spaces yeah. but um a lot of times that can accomplish the the emotional releases that we're looking for in an appropriate manner okay is what i've seen
1: right when you're in the parasympathetic yeah
0: well you're in this parasympathetic space
1: so um just to to break it down and give some concrete tools when you are moving from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic state and you're trying to regulate in the in that parasympathetic state so imagine you've moved there you're now like is that okay And you're regulating to it so that you can have those emotional experiences and connections with yourself. In that practice, so you've gone from um, just being present to offering security. Now that you've offered security and that is starting to work, then you're going to offer connection. So you're going to do that through, again, eye contact. You're going to do it through... Um, mindfulness exercises you're gonna do it through breathing exercises you're gonna do it through things that just make them present in their body in that moment at that time Yep. um one of the things that that is talked about a lot for the therapist when they're doing this work if they feel like they're getting out of that parasympathetic state um oftentimes they will you know just take notice of something in the room yeah or you know move their head um movement helps get into a parasympathetic state so you know just moving your head back and forth can help um talking with your hands is evident that evidence that you're in that state um and that's the other thing that that you can do in this work is when you're talking to somebody through their body language you can perceive which one of those states they're in that's something i hadn't heard about and then through role modeling yeah. like we've talked about those three processes of role modeling you can help them get into a more engaged state yeah because co-regulation is just that you are making yourself that harp yep and you are plucking your string on that harp in the hopes that the person sitting across from you will start to regulate with that vibration the nervous system we're talking about the autonomic nervous system and it's called that because it works on its own Right. autonomic right it just does its own thing there's no consciousness around it and what we're actually talking about when we're talking about co-regulation and what we've been discussing is hijacking that right we're using our higher consciousness to hijack our lower consciousness
0: consciously Right. so yeah Wow. So I am learning through this conversation that as much as I thought I kind of had in my head, I did. This is a huge topic.
1: Oh yeah. Huge no, topic. no. This is it is, and I mean, I would really recommend anybody just go to YouTube and look up this stuff. Cause yeah. There are some. Um, there's this one psychologist that does all kinds of all kinds of videos, and they're like hour, two hour long, and he actually interviewed Stephen Portis. <gasps> Oh wow. So this is I mean it's not like a super old theory we're talking about. No, no, you know, I knew that it was very new. fairly new. Yeah. Um within the last, you know, 30 years, 30 40 years. So
0: yeah. One of the things that I am I am finding that I am uh, becoming more and more aware of and this is a little off topic but is that a lot of this stuff now with the technology we have and the the social media. I mean, you you look at, like, I I came across this originally from TikTok, which is generally considered to be a... You say that, but you always say that about TikTok. I know, and... I like. Well, I guess maybe you know what? It's because I'm old, okay? Like That's what it is. Perceive. <laughs> yeah. I perceive. I think, and and because I I bit into the media idea of yeah. TikTok is just for fun, you know. Right. But it really hasn't been. No, there's know, a lot of really good information on there. There really, really is. So, but but finding these things has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um. F- and and. And then, like you said, the YouTube I mean, finding finding stuff on YouTube is absolutely amazing now,
1: yeah um, yeah, and this I mean a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is probably from like the early nineties
0: it really is,
1: so yeah stuff that had been you know recorded onto there from you know stuff that wasn't originally pre internet kind of stuff,
0: yeah. Yeah. so if you're finding yourself out of control <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um definitely look around with the, yeah just move you know that yep. was one of the big things is just just move
1: like move turn your head yeah engage in eye contact you know if you're with somebody that is in that fight or flight place just look at them try to get that eye contact you know try to in a non-threatening way Try to you know get them to move a little bit. Try to get them to notice something in the room, and you know to really, really notice it, and that will bring someone back to that place of being able to engage on that sympathetic level of the the nervous system.
0: Yeah. And and movement is is I mean just in general is is a wonderful thing. You know, yeah. Um, on. I do a lot with it, in the job that I'm right now um, where now my, my participants are able to go out. Yeah. Um, I specifically with one, I tend to really like to do the driving if there's going to be a long drive for that, that person because we can in that half hour most of his drive most of the drives that we, he takes places he goes there are about a half an hour, 45 minutes away. Yeah. And it is amazing. It's not physical movement where he's actually physically moving, but we're physically moving because we're driving and just, just Your eyes are part of your body, right? Exactly. (laughs) Just that allows us to do a lot of deep work when he's going through stuff. And, and I really enjoy that space.
1: Yeah. It's, it's movement is a great tool to hijack that, that process.
0: Yeah. hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u
1: 2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment dot squarespace dot com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail That's it for today. Have a great week.